0: Welcome to Out for the Count with Armando Alvarez and Victor Bermudez, and as we promised you leading up to this podcast, we told you some of the biggest names in the sport of boxing will be joining us week to week. And this week, we bring our dear friend Abner Mars, four-time champion. Abner, how are you, my man?
2: What's going on, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely, man. I I said I told Armando the moment we decided to get together and do this podcast. I said the me- first person I need to have on is my dear friend, Abner Mars. Man, I, I love kicking it with you. I, I've spent a lot of time with you. It was just a, a relationship that built off the the Rio Olympics, just working together, stuck together for for, yeah. for about, what, 45 days. It sucked at the yeah. time, but I um, built this, this friendship out of it, and I couldn't be happier, man. It's a pleasure getting to know you, getting to meet your family, getting to know the type of person you are, how humble you are, despite everything you've accomplished in, in
1: your career.
2: Thanks, my dude. Really appreciate your kind words, man. And, you know, it's hard work on, on both ends, you know, outside the ring, inside the ring. And we are still doing it. Four-time world champion. I know a lot of people are kind of counting me out, you know, because of my last fight, even though it was a close fight, you know, against Diego Santa Cruz. But, hey, um, I still got a good solid two, three years to go, and uh, I'm sure I'll be, become a five-time soon. But, uh, man, really appreciate your kind words, man.
3: Yeah, and before we get into uh, a bit into your boxing career, Abner, Mm -hmm. Uh, just, uh, just recently, you know, you signed on to, uh, Boxeo Telemundo, Uh, like, like Victor said, you also did the, uh, the, the Olympics and I kind of knew you were Uh a natural at this when, uh, I I remember it was Jesse Lozada's last day at, at Telemundo. I was working there as a producer and I remember pulling you to the side and telling you, Hey, Abner, um, in the middle of the interview, I'm going to let you know, so you could interview Jesse. Uh, and it was Jesse Lozada's last show. I don't, I don't know if I would have tried it with anybody else. I mean, I, 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 knew, I knew you uh, You had, like, the chops to, uh, to, cut, to cut it in TV. Uh, you, you're, you, you, you were always a great interview. Uh, talk about the, the experience now on, on, on the other side. I know you've done it in the past, but now that you're doing it on a consistent basis, how do you feel being, uh, you know, behind the scenes, behind the microphone?
2: Um, you know what? A lot of people, it, a lot of people say, "Yo, it must be easy because you're talking about something, you know, but people don't understand. Yeah. It's something I do so I I you know, I know, but it's not easy to translate it. And I don't know, like in terms where like people get, you know, understand it, you know and then am It's like the TV, like more professional. And now they it's official, you know, I'm with, El I'm in the Voxel, which I'm blessed. And I thank them for the opportunity. It's just a, it's just a great opportunity. A great feeling, and um, yeah, I mean, it's nervous. <laughs> nervous. I'm, I'm definitely uh, in a different, um, you know, platform, different, different thing than, than the actual, you know, getting punched. Um, and it's a blessing, man. It's, it's really, it's really something. Um, I'm, I'm I'm really comfortable because of the people that are around me. Uh, uh, Rene Edgar, you know Victor and everybody that's you know the whole Telemundo boxeo They just they just make it easier for me to work with.
3: Yeah, especially uh you mentioned uh Rene Hiraldo, who's, who's a dear friend of ours as well. You know, I've worked with him for, for, for a long time. And you know, Rene pulls out that 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 resume of his. Oh, I've called, you know, a, a billion championship <laughs> fights for the Olympics. I'm sure he gave you a, a huge book with every single fighter and and, and all their information. I mean, talk about a guy that prepares. Like you said, it's 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 not it's definitely not easy. And then when you see, you sure. know, somebody has been doing it for so long, preparing, you're like, man, I got to do my homework.
2: For real, man. Like, being next to Rene, you know, it's, it's just, I mean, I got to call my mentor because, um, honestly, I've done it in the past, yes, but, you know, it's not the same as doing it professionally now and, 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 and having someone ask a professional, Rene, every time I get there, he's got my paper, papers ready for me, he explains, you know, Um uh, what is gonna be talked about? Like he's just so so nice and 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 so comfortable to work with, you know. And and that's how that says a lot about about him, you know. A guy that you know has done so many fights and and has been in the business for so long that that I mean he could care less and have me do whatever I do, you know. But he's just you know that guy that man that um, you know really looks out for me. And um, I'm, I'm again, you know, I'm happy to be working alongside him.
3: Yeah, I think he's probably the. The, the person I've worked with that prepares the most for, for his craft. And, I mean, as, as a producer, you got to really, you, like, you really do appreciate that. But now, like, switching topics to, uh, to uh, you know, y- you inside the ring. We, we obviously enjoyed your two fights with Leo Santa Cruz. I mean, there's no doubt. We'll talk a little bit uh, more about that, about that, uh, those, two, those two bouts. But when, when do we get to see Abner Mates back in the ring?
2: I mean, I still got to sit down with my manager uh we got a meeting planned this week um you know right off the back uh, uh, right out that you know fight we we spoke you know um it was a close fight um he even mentioned then and there that you know a possible three third fight could you know could be played um since it was that, that good of a fight um and but he did say that he would try to give me a fight by it by the end of the year. So we're talking about, you know, late November, early December, which um which I'm comfortable with because we're talking about, you know, four months, um, five months from now, which is uh just perfect, you know, for me to, to to prepare, you know, um and the reason I say, you know, normally people say eight weeks is enough to get ready for a fight, but I don't want just any fight. I want the top guy, so if a uh, title shot is you know, um is 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 in, in progress for myself. I'll take it. You know, any Gary Russell, Oscar Valdez, um, uh, Frampton, who is fighting next week. Uh, so any of these top fighters, I'm 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 ready to fight any of them. I
0: Abner, mean, you mentioned the Carl Frampton, who's fighting the, the this Saturday against Luke Jackson. One of you, I mean, I love the welterweight division. Obviously, I like the heavyweights, but your division, 126, that that's a division that's. There's a lot of names and and a lot of people willing to fight each other. That, that's what I, I like about you guys. Leo Santa Cruz is willing to uh, you know give your rematch. He's, him and Frampton, mm-hmm. ha, I fought two fights as well. You, you mentioned the Gary Russell. What? Who in this division are, are you looking at? Uh, obviously, you've spoken about a trilogy with, with Leo Santa Cruz. We've spoken yeah. about that off-air. You, you know my feelings towards that. But who are you looking at that you want to get in the ring with? I I, I know how adamant I you are about that third one with, with Leo Santa Cruz, but is the call Frampton, Luke J- Jackson? Is that something you're going to be looking forward to and paying attention to on Saturday night?
2: You know what? That is exactly what I'm looking for. It's like you read my mind, or you've been talking to my manager or something. <laughs> <laughs> I might have been. <laughs> That he, he mentioned, you know, he said, you know, whatever, if, if you want to fight this year, another one, that's good. But if you want a really big fight, there's Brampton, who is fighting soon, who at the time was fighting soon, but who is fighting now next week. Um, the winner of that fight, if it's presented for me, I mean, let's grab it. Um, I mean, he's going to be coming off this fight, um, but, you know, obviously he's going to need his rest whatnot. So, I mean, it could be played out by the end of the year if he wants to, and if not early next year, only if it's that fight. And I'm willing to wait, you know, that long because it's a big fight. Uh, I told my manager if we have to fly to his country and make this fight happen, I'm, I'm willing with him because it's it's again, you know, it's, it's the fight um, I want. And like you mentioned, you know, the welterweight and the featherweight division is the most packed and talent, you know, divisions and that is no one, no one taking an easy way out. Like you know, we're all fighting the best. You know, we're the best fighting the best, and that's what it's all about. So, unfortunately, there's no tournament like there is. There was you know one for the, you know, well now for the uh, banner weights and last time I think it was a uh, super Um, uh, But I'm, but I'm comfortable with it. It sounds like a tournament because back to back we're going against each other. It's pretty much it, it's like, it is like a tournament, but um, <laughs> yeah, Frampton is the one I'm looking
0: for. So makes me, makes me <laughs> You touched on, on one of my follow-ups to that question th- that your response was, um, you are willing to travel overseas to to take on a call Frampton, and when was the last time you even went out of the States for a fight? Was it was the Olympics?
2: Oh, man, the last time I went actually out of state, um, I have to say uh, I think it was uh, Victor Chienin who who I fought. Um, you know, on Tacoma, Washington. We're talking about out I- of state, but out of the country. I've never fought anywhere out of the US, not even Mexico, you know, which is where I'm from. Yeah. <laughs> which I wanna before I retire, I wanna do one fight in Mexico. And
0: so you are willing to travel overseas to call, for for a Carl Frampton yeah, fight?
2: I'm, I'm willing to travel overseas to, to fight a Carl Frampton. Just because of his fans, man, his fans are phenomenal, man. They're great. And his fans are the type that you give them a great fight You do know, man. They'll, they'll, they'll bandwagon right through right? Yeah, up. they'll
0: appreciate you. They'll appreciate a yeah, good fight.
2: Yeah, they, they, yeah, they really appreciate it. So, so yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, and you know, I'm willing to do that. Yeah,
3: and, and you, and you, you touch on something, Abner, that that makes a lot of sense. You know, at, at 140, they're they're doing a tournament. You know, you were part of a of a bantamweight tournament in the past. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. They have a super middleweight tournament, a cruiserweight tournament they just finished. Mm-hmm. But at one twenty six I feel like you, Leo Santa Cruz, Carl Frampton, maybe even an Oscar Valdez. I mean, you know, he he's uh he's just just got to the big stage, but yeah, I, mean, I, I feel like I feel excited. like you guys aren't afraid to fight each other at any point, which is which is one of the things I, I, I love the most uh, about boxing mm-hmm. and about this division.
2: Yeah, man. Any any at any point, any time we're willing to fight each other. Listen, I also mentioned to my my manager, and I told him, you know what, I'm I'm willing to take, uh, uh Gervantes Davis at 130 if he gave me the opportunity. Um, I mean, let's be uh, this be real. I mean, he's the top dog right now at 130. He he um he's he's a man, you know. Um, he is with my same promoter, same manager, um, you know, um, Al Heyman, and um, I mean, he his light lit up a little bit, and he's like, "Ever, are you serious?" <laughs> i was like yeah,
3: and and I need to I'm just, I'm, 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 I need I'm to really get into gervonte you know, Davis like, uh, Abner, but before I need to ask you uh, really quick because this is just a a development that happened uh, very recently, Oscar Valdez leaving uh, Manny Robles to go train with uh, Eddie Reynoso. How how do you think that affects uh, Oscar Valdez in his career?
2: Nothing at all. I think I think he made a smart move on changing. Uh, coaches I I've, I've been saying it personally myself I we know it's it's been around he is from the LA area and people have been saying this for a while that he needs to change trainers um he 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 peaked 30 with with uh, Manny Robles he taught him as much as he could and 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 about and this is still young so he's still he's still young buck and he's still learning so I yeah, I think he made a smart move a smart decision to to switch trainers I'm not so much happy about the trainer he chose I mean not throwing anything, you know, to uh So he's a great trainer. But I felt like, you know, he he could have gone to a more experienced uh, trainer. Not that he's not experienced, but I mean, let's be realistic. I mean, the only fighter that Reynoso has is Canelo, you know. Um, but um, uh, the, that the the uh, aside from that, that the move that he made by switching trainers, I think it was smart.
3: And um, Leo, Leo Santa Cruz. How, how tough is it to fight Leo Santa Cruz? Because, man, to me it's exhausting just watching it from home. The guy <laughs> throws punch after punch after punch, <laughs> doesn't get tired. It's like, my, my God, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, just uh, the fight, watching both of you fight is actually very exhausting. But how, how tough is it to <laughs> fight a guy that just does not stop throwing punches, literally?
2: I mean, it's it's tough and it's frustrating, you know, to to know and to see, you know, that, man, you got a game plan. And there's those type of fighters that just, I don't know what it is, that once you get in the ring, they just don't let you, and you have to fall into their game plan. Well, not their game plan, just that their, they're their fighting style, you know, and then you go all it off. And that's exactly what I've done the last two fights against him. You know, I just, I stay there, I trade punches, you know, and unfortunately I, I always pull back. And by the time I pull back, he always catches me with his long,
0: uh, uh... long punches. You mentioned uh, Gervonta yeah. Davis and we've spoken about this recently about you willing to move to the 130 division. I, I'm still yet to see, to be convinced by Gervonta Davis. I I don't like the fact that, you know, he had issues making weight at the scales. So I'm, I'm still a little mm-hmm. skeptical. I, I think he's a great fighter great might be a, a little over exaggeration. I, I think he's a good fighter on his way up there. Mm-hmm. And I'm, but I do see that as, as a step up for you, having to move up to that 130 division. But I do like mm-hmm. your chances. What is it about a fight with Javante Davis that makes you confident outside of just what comes with being a boxer and, and that confidence that you normally walk with? But is it the fact that you're a four-time world champ, that you have the experience on your side? What is it in Davis's side that you see, like, I can counter that, I, I can take advantage of some, some of uh, Davis's styles?
2: Exactly that. I think he's he's well too, too for a lot of things. You know, he he's uh, he's not yet at that level, um, as a lot of people put him. Or you know, even uh, one of the greatest fighters right now at 130. I mean, yeah, the kid's good, but I think he's got a lot to prove. And I think I'll be definitely a good test. And you know, along yeah, me being a four-time world champion, me fighting any any styles, I think definitely you know knowing the that I have the opportunity. I, I mean, I would never go in against a fighter that's kind of beating. I mean, I would not, never put myself in that position. And this fight against the Kavante Davis, I know I can beat him. I know he's beatable, so that 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 is the, the reason why I'm choosing and wanting to get this fight.
0: We hit on earlier the fact that the 126th division, you guys are willing to fight anyone and take on anyone at whatever time. What is it about, I, I know your background, I know where you come from. How did that help you get to that mentality because i mean it's easier said than done but you really do live that lifestyle you're like hey i'm about that whenever however and and i'm willing to take on the best like how was it how did your upbringing help in the sport of boxing not have that fear of like oh man i i'm not sure if i could take on this guy you're always willing to take on on a fight whoever may be even willing to go up and wait what about your upbringing Coming up in Huntington Beach, California. How did that help you get to this state of mind?
2: I mean, it's just like you mentioned. I mean, it's just the way way of life. You know, the way I was brought up. Nothing was given to me. You know, when nothing's given to you in life, you know, when you grow up, you're willing to take chances. You're willing to take sacrifice. You're willing to take you know, on opportunities like this and just, you
1: know. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. information, Connect with a wealth advisor today at corient.com dot com. That's C O R I E N T dot com. dot com. Just,
2: just do it like that. I'm um, no. Uh, again, you know, uh, nothing was given to me, so I like to take it all. You know, any chances, any opportunities. So that's the type of person I am, inside and outside the ring. I know a lot of them just talk to talk. You know, like yeah, yeah, I'll fight you, or, you know, this and that. But when they, when, when it comes, you know, to fighting, they, they don't. Either they don't take the fight, or they just don't show up the night. You know, meaning they don't they don't really fight inside the ring. And me, I like I like it, man, because I I like to prove myself. Uh, I I like to always you know leave leave a statement that you know I, I'm I'm one of those fighters that uh, is not scared to fight anyone. And you know, at the end of the day, when 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 I retire, people are not going to remember me for, for being a one, two, three, four time. You know, people forget, but they would always remember. You know the warrior the the ad that just didn't give a damn and fought anyone, everyone anywhere. So yeah man, I'm I'm happy to be to be known as that as now and and, and you know, two, three years from now, I think that's that's what it's gonna be. Um that's what I'm looking at as far as retirement soon and and hopefully I get those those big fights um that that we have been talking about.
3: And uh, you, you said, you know, a lot, a lot of people, they they talk the talk, and, you know, then they don't, you know, walk the walk in the ring. Um, speaking of talk, Gervonta Davis is one of the biggest talkers in boxing, right? Or at the very least, uh, one of the biggest tweeters uh, or tweeters or whatever you want to call it, right, in boxing. Mm-hmm. Gets in it with Tevin Farmer, uh, TJ Dillashaw, now they have a back and forth. <laughs> Ryan or,
0: Garcia. <laughs>
3: Ryan Garcia. I mean, he gets in it with everybody. And... And you know one of one of the one of the things that people talk about is that you know he 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 he, he likes to talk a lot but then he said he wasn't ready yeah. to fight Lomachenko even though he was a he was a world champ are you yeah. willing and able to <laughs> to engage in trash talk with Javante Davis because you know if, if you if, if if you guys sign he's going to come after you
0: That's a great question yeah. i mean, because you're one of the most likable guys like and you and Leo respected each other you I've never yeah. really seen you get too animated or worked up, and this guy seems like he can bring it out of you. He can. He may be able to get under your skin a bit.
2: Yeah, you know what? He's all about that. I mean, times change. I'm from a different. You know, <laughs> I'm not that. I'm calling myself old, but you know, we just come from different times, man. He's a young, <laughs> young kid. And now the thirties, and the, and the two it.
0: young daughters to do that to you, huh? They'll, they'll calm yeah, you down a bit.
2: Yeah, he's, um, yeah, man. It's all about trolling now. It's all about you know social media all about calling people out on, on social media. I mean, I see it now, you know what I'm saying? And that's smart. I mean, now, now, nowadays that, that helps out, you know. That's where you got those YouTubers. You got all of them, you know, being famous. Because that's what it's all about nowadays. Um, you know, me, I'm not about that. If you were to talk, be talking I'll let him, you know. Hey, you know, it takes two to, you know, to dance. It takes two to tango. So, I mean, if he goes at it, you know, go, go ahead. But, you know, me, I do the talking inside the ring. Um, and, but again, you know, that, that works for him. Um, it works for, uh, the other kid, young kid that he was going at, you know, at it with, uh, Ryan Garcia. I um, mean, cause these are young kids that their generation and the people that they're following, they got, you know, it's, it's young kids and they like to see all that. <laughs> Me, I'm just, I'm just different.
3: Yeah. Abner Madis cares about world titles and not Instagram followers, right?
2: Mm, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mentioning your, 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 your daughters, Abner, two beautiful girls, and you. you told me recently they hadn't attended a N Abner Mars fight. They hadn't seen their dad fight in person. Just to the mm-hmm. the most recent fight, June 9th against Los Santa Cruz, that's when your your oldest daughter got to see you in, in, in action for the first time in person.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. My my oldest, she's uh to be thirteen. That was the first um first fight she attended. You what know, was that like for her? You know, in there. And and <laughs> uh, it wasn't so good. Obviously, I mean, obviously because of the decision, uh, she was just crying. You know, I, at the locker room, I hugged her. I mean, uh, but at the end, at the end of the day, it was a great experience. After all that was done, you know, we sit. I sat down with her. I talked to her, and I, t- you know, I told her exactly what, you know, what is what, you know, what the fight was about. You know, uh, not to worry. You know, to be proud, and she is, and she is. Uh, I'm, I'm, I hope that, you know, with the last, you know, couple of fights that I got left, that, you know, hope that she keeps attending and, and hopefully my little one also soon. She's only six years old, so I, I don't know if she, she'll she make it in time for for my for any of my fights, but definitely my oldest, she, she will definitely go to all of my fights.
0: Is that something you and your wife had decided about? Like, hey, we're going to wait until they're, they're teenagers to actually come and, and see daddy put in some work? Is it something you wanted to keep them away from?
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, you have to know as parents. I mean, myself. You know, once they know the understanding of of what what I'm doing up there, you know, the meaning. It's 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 time for them, and I think it was time for my oldest. And she would always ask. So so now I I'm glad she did, and, and she will continue for the remainder of, of my fights. I don't, I don't want just to show up and be like, hey, what am I dad doing beating up someone else or <laughs> vice versa, you know, so no, no, no. I want to really know that it's not just about going in there and, and, and wanting to hurt someone, it's, it's, it's the actual meaning, you know, which is uh, I'm working, I'm working and, and, and we're both hardworking, you know, individuals that train hard to, to please the crowd and, and, and get a win.
3: And like and like Victor was saying, I mean, at at least it was a a little Santa Cruz fight, you know. Like you said, both of you guys respect each other. You know, there's like handshakes and hugs but, uh, after the fight yeah. and stuff. So, so I mean, that 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 obviously helps.
2: Yeah, definitely did. I mean, there was no hostile, there was no bad blood. So I I mean, it was it was a peaceful type of fight event. You know, that that I'm sure she's going to take a great experience and great memories of.
3: And before we start wrapping up, Abner, we we wanted to ask you about Canelo Triple G. You know, a fight that's coming up, a fight that that even the average fight fan, the Fairweather fan, is uh, is looking forward to, but not a not a fight that's uh, that's free of controversy with the uh, mm-hmm. you know decision the first time, uh, mm-hmm. the whole issues with uh, Canelo taste, uh, testing positive for 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 a performance enhancing drug or 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 whatever you'd like to uh, to say it was. Um, how do you first of all how did how did you score the first fight? Who do you think won? And then, um, how do you feel about this whole controversy with with Canelo? Is is it something that's gonna that you think is gonna affect him? Uh, leading up to this fight, just mentally, because something I was talking about with Victor is you know mm-hmm. that that cloud that goes over Canelo at this point. If he if he wins, maybe some people think he got a little assistance. If he if he loses, it's oh well, you know he he's off whatever he was, and and Triple G got him. Um, how do you feel about both both of these issues, both both controversies?
2: Look, I, I think Canelo has a lot, a lot, a lot, like on, um weight right now on his shoulders because of that. Um, obviously we know about the uh, knee surgery. Also, I've seen that you know he's been a little flat-footed while hitting the bag, like not not so much movement. Like I've seen, like pre previous training camps, um. And, I mean, just, just the, the, the whole, you know, the whole meat thing, you know, smoke that he's gotten, you know, it's, it's, it's so hard. I mean, he's gotten a lot. And he's been through a lot. And, he, like you mentioned, if he loses, people are going to talk. If he wins, people are going to talk. So that's something he's going to stay for the rest of his career. I mean, um, I, think, I think this is a, a – he has to win, and he has to win it in, in a – spectacular way for people to really like be like wow you know this this kid's it um so he's got he's got a lot <laughs> a lot on his shoulders right now um um I know he's dealt with a lot of you know trolling before but I mean this is another level uh the first fight I thought it was I mean I was okay with the draw honestly I I, I edged a little bit uh Triple G just because he was the champion and Canelo was the the, the challenger so if Canelo wanted to win you know he had to push the fight Really make it a fight, uh, but again, um, honestly, I'm, I'm 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 leaning towards Canelo because I think he has so much to prove in this fight that uh, he he is aware of and he is a younger fighter. I, I honestly believe he's most ta- more talented. Um, um, I mean, let's um, let's correct that. I mean, talented as he could do more, but Triple G's got the power and he's got the strength. To make it a brawl and make it a fight, and, uh, and obviously it's a fifty-fifty fight, but I'm gonna lean towards Canelo, and again because I feel like he's got much, much more to prove, and, and um, I think that's, that's what's gonna make the difference.
3: And, but you, men- you mentioned something uh, that you know, like uh, an, an insider that that you know go- goes to the gym, that's a fighter uh, would-, would see, which mm-hmm. is uh, Canelo being a little flat-footed in this training camp with uh, with the knee issue. So uh, and you're 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 leaning towards Canelo. You don't you don't think uh it'll cause him any issues in in the ring? Cause, cause a, a little a little adjustment in in, in his yes. game, a little a, a little flaw in in your yes. or, or a chink in your armor, isn't good against yes. a fighter like Triple G.
2: No no, and the real look. The reason I mentioned it is because I've seen it. You know, the, the boxer inside. of the, the, I just see it. You know, he's not moving as much. But listen, I think that works are gonna work on his favorite why because his last fight I think he ran a little bit too much. He tried to box a little too much, you know, and now, knowing that he's got this uh knee thing and he's got to push forward, he's got to stand there a little bit more, and that's exactly what he needed to do the first fight uh stayed a little bit longer longer combinations because canelo went the first fight, he would land one two, and then he' pull back and leave him you know when he ha he hurt him he he hurt triple G a couple of times. So, if he's able to make those adjustments and really just push himself, I honestly feel that he gets hurt or even stopped with Triple G. So, I I, I think think that's going to work on his benefit. I um, don't know, man. I think this is going to be that type of
0: fight. Abner, let's be honest. You're you're pulling and you're rooting for Canela, and you think he can pull it off just because he's Mexican and he's your fellow countryman.
2: For Canelo, not not
0: just nationality. I just, I just that. I'm um, <laughs> messing so that with you, dude. The, let me ask you. Let me ask you a serious question. Leading up to this fight, or the rematch at least, with the the steroids scandal, all that that Galeno has going on. Do mm-hmm. you? And, and I've spoken to numerous people. I, I, at work. I, I, for one, said, Yeah, he's 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 steroids. He, he's he tested positive. That there's no issue about here. He he's he's clearly guilty. I ask around, and I've been told that it's something that's common in in Mexico, that even the national soccer team had experience with some issues with the steroid scandal and something in the meat. Do you believe what's coming out of Canelo's camp, that it is due to the meat? And I've spoken to other trainers, and they told me, you need to eat meat for an entire month to test positive for this thing. So I'm, I'm on the fence. I don't know what exactly to believe. Is it possible, and do you believe Canelo Alvarez?
2: Honestly, I'm gonna believe him, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, I'm, um, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. I, I, honestly, I believe him. I mean, we saw that the, the the soccer team, you know, came out all the whole team came out positive for that same thing uh, years ago. Um, um, I'm, I'm, again, I'm gonna give him the. Um, <laughs> benefit of the doubt and and I just I just I'm honestly I don't want to get that in, too much into that because No no absolutely you dude. Know, hey it's I, fair
0: I, you, you have to give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, he tested you, yeah you just do. a few and days he already
2: took a couple right. of tests again and he came out clean. And with the hair uh,
0: sample, so I mean he's done that, everything you know to redeem I himself. Think, I think, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that, you know, I think this his skills are, are gonna be what's gonna get him through this fight. Um not so much if you know if he was or not. So so yeah, I definitely I
3: definitely feel him to benefit benefit his doubt. No, like he said, uh Canelo definitely a great fighter, been following him since since he was god, like what 15, 16 <laughs> years old. Uh but uh keeping in the middleweight division, Abner, and then we'll let you go. Um and, and I wanna talk about the frustrating part of the sport of boxing. You know, you put in your mm-hmm. dues, you you do your thing and, and sometimes it it's it's like, you know, that you're Maybe maybe you maybe it gets to the point that you're you're too good to, or the cards don't start falling in 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 place for you, and I'm gonna talk about Jamal Charlo. Jamal Charlo okay. to me and and his brother Jermel are two of the most talented fighters in boxing today. Period. I mean, they, what they mm-hmm. what they've been doing lately has been very impressive. But now in the middleweight yeah. division, you have Canelo Triple G, you got Daniel Jacobs against the Vericheenko for the IBF title, you have B J Saunders fighting Demetrius Andrade. The odd mm-hmm. man out in all this is Jamal Charlo. And even though he's ranked number one by the WBC, there's no guarantee that either Triple G or Canelo is going to fight him after mm-hmm. September 15th. How frustrating is that for a fighter? And how frustrated do you feel for, for a, a Jamal Charlo?
2: That's really frustrating, man. And I know and for a fact he's really frustrating. I've had both the brothers fight on my card um, numerous times. And my last fight being one of them... Um, I just, I just, I, I mean, I'm not going to get into detail like we, we spoke before. Like, you know, they're like great people, they great great fighters. Years ago, I remember when, my, uh, I can't remember exactly which fight it was, but, you know, I was in my next press conference, they were fighting in my car too, and they both came up to me and they, you know, they told me, yo, Evan, we look up to you, we've seen you, you know, go as as a fighter and, and you know, we really respect you. And then we started talking about, you know, fights and stuff. And then last, my last fight, we did, he did... They did mention about the frustration they got, you know, that you know they've been they've been wanting these fights so bad, but sometimes it's hard, you know, because of the promotions, the managers, the whole you know, the whole ego they got, you know, going on between them, and and as the fighters we're being affected by it, and but um, um, I mean that's changing, that's changing. I think I think that um, I see more of, of a possibility against a Daniel Jacobs. Um, than uh, Triple G Canelo soon. I think that uh, Daniel Jacobs is, is is already not talked. I mean, yeah, talked and mentioned, and, and I think that's a really big fight for, for either of
0: them. My man, I can't thank you enough for joining us, for taking some time. I know it's really uh, really early over there in the West Coast, and I appreciate you coming on, taking the time to join us on our podcast, being the first guest of Out for the Count podcast. And I'll be seeing you in Vegas in a few weeks, my man. We'll be doing some more work together.
2: Uh, definitely, my man. Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, really appreciate it, man. And I feel I feel honor and blessed to have been the, the first one on the show. Out for the count. I like it, man. Really appreciate it, and wishing nothing but success on this.
3: And again, thank you, Abner. And this has been Out for the Count. And until next time, I'm Armando Alvarez, Victor, Bermudez. Victor Bermudez, and we'll talk to you next time.